Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. And welcome to another episode of I'm Right, and he's Rob. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and it's a podcast where two people uh, argue ridiculous things that no one cares about in a podcast that no one listens to in uh, rooms where they are where they're alone they're just I'm sorry I got I got lost in something there uh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry we can hug later we can thank, hug thank you uh, as always we like to start these uh, episodes with uh, some omissions some uh, uh, apologies some uh, uh, updates if you will, and uh, last week we sort of kind of uh, faltered on bad science fiction movies. Uh, one, uh, we were trying to find the bad science of science fiction movies, and two, were just like really terrible science fiction movies. We have a few in here, um, and most of them uh, you could, if you just say anything covered on Mystery Science Theater 3000, that would work, including Reptilicus. Uh, the Sharknado movie, the first one, I think the, the sequels are, are comedies. The Flat adventure, out comedy. Yeah, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, Leonard Part Six. That's uh, Rollerball, the remake. Some pretty shitty sci-fi. Yeah. Solar Babies, <laughs> which I completely forgot about until Rob reminded me. Uh, Space Camp. I think Space Camp is a terrible, terrible science fiction movie. Max. Um, Max. I sent you into space. <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter is a pretty bad science fiction movie. Yeah. None of that science really makes goddamn sense. We talked about Enemy the Death Mine. Blossom. Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine. Um, I don't know, Rob. I can't. There's some good parts of Enemy Mine, but is I'm it not just talking I... about. I'm not talking about the story because I think the story is excellent. Oh, okay, you're just talking about I'm the. There's some really bad sci-fi in it, but you know what it also. Has some really weird sci-fi when you think about it, too, is the idea that uh, Firefly Serenity Universe starts with a ground war in a uh, in space travel society. Why wouldn't you just bomb people from space? Why wouldn't you just light people up from space? The same question. It goes to Star Wars, though. Why would you attack Hoth without just bombing it from space? That doesn't make any damn sense on the ground or where, you know, or where it's at. Uh, And then Star Crash. The, the Star Wars ripoff, which is just terrible. Crawl is kind Krull. of yeah. it's a sci fantasy, like we talked about a little bit too. It it's a fantasy, but it's yet the bad guy is a space Star ship. Wars. Yeah. I don't get it. Alright, let's uh let's move on to tonight's topic and let us introduce ourselves. My name is Monty Ike, and uh and with me as always is the doc to my Martin. The LL to my bean, and the red to my wing, 
my co-host for tonight, uh, Rob Bloom. How are you, Rob? I'm good. I wanted to be the LL to your cool J. Oh, I see. Well, but tonight, Rob, we're not talking about rap. We're not talking about hip hop. We're not talking about mamas knocking anyone out. We're not talking about fucking a girl at a red lobster. We're not talking about any of those things. We're not talking about any of those things. We're talking about gritty reboots, which is why you're the LL to my bean. These are all boot based puns, Rob, because Uh, I I am a sad, sad little man. (laughs) I'm so sorry. That's what you were scribbling. Yeah, that is what I was scribbling. Um, we're talking about uh, gritty reboots tonight, and um, we kind of did this uh, this format uh, a couple episodes ago with the um, the uh, uh, fantasy weapons, uh, and we're gonna do this tonight where we're both just gonna kind of give uh, short ideas, and the other one will hopefully um, mock expand. the other one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, expand. I mean, support. I meant support, not necessarily um, just uh, say no. But I feel like that might happen, too. So gritty reboots. Now, first of all, let's talk a little bit about a gritty reboot, Rob. Uh, well, you could say that the uh, the perfect example would be Man of Steel with right. in comparison to the Christopher Reeves movies. Uh, I would say that is a gritty reboot of Superman in a more modern setting and a darker version Easier. of Superman than what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. As much as I would like that to be a little lighter, it is a grittier reboot. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie that came out with mm-hmm. uh, help me with the director. I can't think of the uh, Transformers director. Oh, uh, Michael Bay. Yeah. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, redoing the tra- uh, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a little more well as the monstery. Mo- and- yeah. The 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 much maligned on this particular podcast. Battlestar Galactica was a gritty reboot. Oh, very, I very agree. much yeah. grittier. It's a very grittier reboot. Very grittier reboot. It's it's uh, when we say gritty reboot, we mean uh, more modern sensibilities, a darker edge, less primary colors. It's basically what uh, DC does with all of its properties, uh, which may or may not be the reason why they're not as good as Marvel. Um, the, the honest truth is, is they think they can make everything into Batman. Right. And the original gritty reboot is taking uh, a character who for a generation was a comic character, the 1966 Batman television show, making a generation of people, the Super Friends Batman, the Batman that that guest starred on Scooby-Doo. They took that character and were like, nah. it was successful. Yeah, very successful. But they decided, yeah, but let's make him a psychopath. Uh, let's make him darker. Let's make him, uh, you know, everyone's making fun of his teenage ward. So, you know, let's let's do stuff with that and make him angstier. And uh, well, which and works for stuff. a character like Batman, but not so much for characters like Superman or who is a primary color. He is yes. <laughs> much. We could go on about this left and right. I think we both are in agreement on this. When you look at Captain America isn't a gritty reboot character. Steve Rogers is a primary color. He is bright. He is uncorruptible. He is. uh, But still has modern sensibilities that make him. Right. Likeable and relevant. Language. Mm -hmm. When Captain America says language is all you need to know. 
he's modernized yeah. and he's all these other things, but it's that primary colors, that fifties morality in there. I am a good guy. I'm always right. I'm like a singing cowboy. I'm the lone ranger. Everything I do is pure and I don't do anything out of anything other than what I think is high moral, uh, right and wrong, not gray and gritty reboots are often swimming in gray. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, arrow. The entire arrow verse is a gritty reboot of everything. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But I, I would argue it's not really like he had something to reboot. They just brought him out as dark. Right, right. Well, I mean, though, but when you look at the comic books, Green sure. Arrow is one of those goofier fucking things. I, I'll i be honest with you. I took my gritty reboot, my first one, and I took something goofy, and I said, let's, it it. It let's, it. let's make it dark. Let's twist this a little bit and make it more modern and, my, and, and grittier. Mine's more of a modern take on something that may have been a little dark anyway, but I have. All right. Uh, I'm going to go first. How about go that? for it. Okay. So here is the character that I think should be gritty. Uh, there should deserves a gritty reboot. And yeah. I hope that it hasn't been done and I just missed it, Rob, because it's a comic book character. Okay. Uh, I would like to see the Mad Hatter get a gritty reboot. So picture this. The Mad Hatter. Now, Batman villain Mad Hatter? Yes. or Batman oh. villain Mad Hatter. Right. Uh, so in the the 60s, he's always just been sort of this crazy guy who wants to steal Batman's cowl for some reason. And he's obsessed with hats for some reason. And it's just kind of goofy and dumb. But I see the Mad Hatter more as somebody who's invented a mind control technology and a white slaver because of it. I see him uh, either through a, a device that controls your mind or even better yet, a narcotic that he's developed that makes people highly susceptible uh, that he uh, deals in white slaves. He, de- he deals in uh, the trade of flesh, uh, creating people who are, are, are mindless and completely controllable by their new masters, and he, uh, he steals them. I, I see somebody with a, a little bit of uh, uh, of pederasty in 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 his darkness. Teenage mm-hmm. girls being his particular kink of choice, or maybe oh, you're going younger. way dark, way dark on this. Uh, I, I, but you know, I'm fleshing this out. I mean, you want this guy to be super evil the moment, the moment you see him, and that's about the easiest way I can think of. And that's sort of else. And also, let's let's face it. If you know anything uh, about um, uh, Carol, uh, you know that he was obsessed with the real life Alice and wrote those books to impress her, and uh-huh. that's super fucking creepy uh, when you look at it. So why not carry that theme of the uh, the super creepiness of uh, uh, of wanting this placid Victorian girl uh, as as your 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 personal love interest or whatever? So that's my 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 like the my gritty reboot is these tea parties where he. Uh, he in, in in gets people to ingest his drug, and then they become basically uh, slaves to his whim, and then he sells them to the highest bidder. But so like at the end of Taken. That so, so to expand on what you've started here, mm-hmm. where would this story be told? Would it be told in a Batman movie? Would it be told in a uh, Suicide I, Squad movie? What? Well, what, it would where not would... be told in a Suicide Squad movie. Nothing ever should be told in a. Suicide. I don't know. Movie. James Gunn is writing the next one. 
Well, James Gunn, this is my idea. I mean, I have a timestamp to prove it, you jerkwad. Uh, no, I think this. I think this could be in a Batman movie, but I, I think this could be in a Batman uh, comic book. I think this is the way to bring him back, and I honestly think this is a fun way. I mean, you could look at several of those sort of '60s um, Condiment Man, Calendar Man. I mean, oh, Calendar- his, his entire Rogue Gallery could be Kite Man has been redone recently and made kind of cool. <laughs> That's crazy. Why isn't Calendar? It, it was- do you remember? Do you remember the 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 Klein movie, the Robert Klein uh, movie, uh, Calendar Girl? Do you remember that? It's one of my favorites of all time. I don't. I honestly where don't. he he plays uh, he plays a um, ex New York cop who is, got fired off the police force uh, and is working as a fireman, but there is a serial killer who kills the mayor's daughter's best friend. So the mayor comes down on his brother, who's chief of detectives. So the brother has to rehire. Is it a comedy? It, no, it's 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 a it's a murder mystery with some funny elements to it. Alan Rickman's in it. Okay. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio's in it. Anyway, it's about a serial killer. It's about this this uh, really brilliant detective who who tracks down this serial killer, and uh, it's it's one of my favorites. But I mean, I I could see Calendar Man being like. The, the serial killer in this one and the serial killer in this one it, it's just a, a killer that has uh, a fetish for dates and stuff like that you oh. could easily make the calendar man into a serial killer drop the, the con the the crazy costume and stuff like that but when we talk about you know egghead could yeah. certainly be egghead could be grittily rebooted into uh somebody like the calculator was for a long time there in the yeah, in I, the in the early 20 like a a mastermind for hire not somebody who says excellent and all that stuff but yeah. just somebody who's super brilliant uh, a genius level brilliant that plans your crimes for you for um for you know these, these but do you call him egghead though because that's the part that would be really hard to get over is if I, yeah, why not? Because uh, he's such a smart guy. Egghead's a common term for somebody who's really smart. How about you make him? How about you make him too? You make him really dark, but he's a super introverted, almost on the autistic uh, side of things. The kind of thing that Egghead would most people would take as a like a, a really awful thing to say to somebody. Oh, look at that Egghead over there. He's like a wallflower. He's inside his shell or whatever. You know what I mean? He he's, yeah. he's not very extroverted or whatever, but he's super smart. But he's also like terribly evil and he has other people do. He's also a great this is also a great Batman villain because he's super evil. Batman knows that he's pulling the strings behind all of this, but nothing can't connects prove him. It's him. Nothing connects him to it. Nothing uh, connects well, him. Well, not to totally rain on your parade. The the description you gave of Mad Hatter has almost been done before with the Batman animated series, but it did not do the slavery thing, which I think would be a different aspect. Now the, the mind control and um, using people and using that as some, that has been done before, but right. the, the slavery w- is definitely a new aspect. That yeah. I think that, that's, be- that, that's the thing that I think is scarier and, and sicker at this point, not just oh, Robin yeah, Banks, pretty- you know what I mean? Yeah, that would be pretty. That would be DC New Fifty Two ish if I would. Yeah. If I could say dark, dark shit right in there. That's that's my gritty reboot. I, I really love the Matt. I, I love the Mad Hatter because I think um, it's a fun character. The thing too that you always worry about with Batman villains is is you try to make them crazy 
If, if, you're, if you try to make them too crazy, then are they just the Joker again? Uh, if you try to make them too mobbish, are they just the Penguin again? You know, yeah. there's like, uh, you know, the, the Penguin is the classic capitalist criminal. He is just there to increase power and money. Uh, and it's not about crazy. And he's about knowing when to fold and get out of things and uninvest. And, and he plays both sides sometimes. Yes. And- yeah. Because... <laughs> That's what capitalism is like. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, um, so there you go. There, there's my, that's like, my, 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 my first gritty reboot. Batman and like Spider-Man, any one of those have such a rogue gallery that you could. Yeah. Uh, you could reboot any of them. Right. Um, Except what's funny is Batman is better for gritty reboots. I think we talked about this a little bit at the beginning when we talked about it. Spider-Man's harder to do a gritty reboot because you don't want to ruin Spider-Man. Like, can you imagine? Uh, uh, it's very hard in Spider-Man to do a white slavery. Uh, like, I can do that with Batman, and that makes goddamn sense. But sometimes for me, it smacks of a little too dark to have Peter Parker fighting white slavers. That <laughs> just seems yeah. pretty rough. Uh, Matt Murdock fighting white slavers, done, donezo. That would work. Love it. That would work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny yeah, how. There's- it's funny how there's different shades of that stuff and you don't like, yeah. you know, because, and I think it's partly because Peter Parker's too wisecracky, right? Well, he's still the, in my mind, Peter Parker will still always be somewhere between the age of 16 and 25. Right. He's still going to be a kid to me. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want a kid to take on such awful scenarios. Yeah. 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 And, it's too heady. It's it's easy for Matt Murdock to take uh, care of that kind of stuff because he's already living in this dark hell. I must think Matt Murdock is even darker than Batman sometimes. Yeah, honestly, it, because at least it, it's a wash. Someday, yeah. At least at least Batman doesn't have all the Catholic guilt <laughs> that yeah. Matt Murdock is laying on over that the is last over the last like twenty five years. They've been like, hey, what if we made him super Catholic? That's a great idea. Let's load him up with guilt. Yes. All right. Uh, your uh, your gritty reboot there, buddy. Okay. So mine falls under more of a, it would be more of a reboot than a gritty reboot. Okay. But um, it's because I went looking for characters in the 80s. My I, I searched the internet and I came up with some real fun, fun ones. And I came across some characters from the 80s. And I came across three, um, <laughs> three raccoons, and you know you <laughs> think of Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, and no, I, I, those are chipmunks. Yes, but there were three raccoons that had similar attire as the chipmunks, and it took me about ten seconds to remember why I recognized them. It was a cartoon that came out in 1983 called Rock and Rule. Do you remember this? No, Rob, I don't. Okay. Well, it, it's a Canadian-made cartoon. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, it it was really big in, like, you remember, like, Night Flight when USA would play Night Flight? Yeah. That's how, that's how I saw it. It was it was a cartoon all based around music. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Sorry, I just knocked my microphone completely the fuck over. Sorry. God. Okay, do you ever remember the cartoon The Devil and Daniel Mouse? Jesus, no. <laughs> there was a Same. cartoon about the devil? 
Well, it's the same company. It was basically this mouse makes a deal with the devil, to, and she becomes this great rock star. And uh, her boyfriend then wins her back and saves her from the devil. Well, the same company made basically a more realistic version of that a couple years later called Rock and Rule. And it's a futuristic where this rock star basically rules the earth. And he's kind of a kind of you know, they're they're mouse like anamorphic animal looking creatures. Yeah. But they're but raccoons. They still have well no, they're they're more they're more fox-faced looking. Uh-huh. Kind of remind me of the characters from Robin Hood version of the, oh, yeah, the okay. Disney Robin Hood yeah, version. The Disney. They kind of look like that. The Jungle but there Book are Robin more, Hood. Yes. There are more actual animals running around in this, but it's it's still very anamorphic, but it's set in this futuristic sci-fi world where they play music. Uh, there is music from Deborah Harry, Cheap Trick, Iggy Pop in this movie. Um, it's really good. And I thought, how cool would this be? Because right now, I think one of the big things is is not necessarily Pixar, but you see like on Netflix, all these cartoons, whether they be comedic like Big Mouth or, or um, even Family Guy and all that, or they be serious like some of these more retro cartoons that are coming back, like the remake of He-Man and that. Yeah, they're for uh-huh. kids, but... I th- they're I not think for kids. They're for. They're not really not. They're, they're for, for nostalgic. They're for men who have action figures in their basements. That's yeah. what they're for. Well, I I could see like a Pixar esque reboot of this and have it be real dark and you know almost like the heavy metal movies. It it reminds me of the heavy metal movies that oh, came yeah. out. You know, um, I would I would love to see this. It, I when I came across it, it just it was like lightning to me. Like oh remake rock and rule and i i still remember the lines where when the girl wins her freedom from singing with uh mock his name was mock m-o-k mm-hmm. and there's a song in there called my name is mock thanks a lot <laughs> and can't even rhyme very well i i i just think the the musical twist to it set with you know like the pixar qualities or you know they're redoing a spider-man cartoon coming out this this christmas and i i i would love to see this movie redone L- look it up it's called rock and rule came out in 1983 oh uh, yeah novana is the company yeah. yeah yeah they did they did a lot of saturday morning cartoons that you'd recognize i'm yeah. sure yeah no i i i re- recognize the name yeah uh yeah i'm look i'm actually looking it up uh, as you were talking, I, I looked it up. Yeah, they had uh, Cheap Trick, Chris Stein, Debbie Harry, Blondie, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, Earth, Wind & Fire. Post-apocalyptic United States populated by mutant humanoid animals. Wow. There you go. It's it's a really neat movie. And you can see it, the full movie on YouTube out there. It's out there. Um, oh, in nice. fact, I think after the podcast, I think I might go watch it, but... Uh, I might have to look it up too. They made uh, Novana still does stuff. They made uh, the Fairly Odd Parents was uh, one of their things. It's crazy. I don't know that at all. You don't know yeah, the uh, Fairly Odd Parents? I don't. Uh. Uh-uh. How is it that you, who knows all these fucking shows that are 
Oh my god, look up Fairy Odd Godparents, man. Because it's one of those shows that... Okay, I know what it is. It's Nickelodeon, right? Yes, that's what I just... Okay, I know what it is. Okay. I was like, how is that possible that you don't know that? I could not believe... Honestly, I think I misheard you was what the problem was. Let's see. Here's some of Novana's uh, work here. Uh, Blazing Dragons, Sticking Around, Wayside, The Adventures of Tintin, uh, Anatoly, Babar, The Berenstain Bears, Franklin the Turtle, Jane the Dragon, Little Bear. Oh, these are all stuff. Magic School Bus, Pippi Longstocking, Redwall Rupert, My Dad the Rockstar. These are all lots of educational things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beetlejuice, Jacob Tutu, Sidekick. Beetlejuice cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Fresh Beat Band. What? Fresh Beat Band of Spies. Well, I wish I would have been able to watch that. Uh, I would just watch the Fresh Beat Band. Be glad that you 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 didn't have your kids ten years ago because you'd be watching yeah. the fucking Fresh Beat Band. Uh, no, I I like it. It sounds it sounds cool. Post apocalyptic. I love it. Using music, it's a very uh, that's a very eighties thing too of using rock and roll because it's like Robotech, oh, yeah. right? Using rock and roll as a weapon. Yeah, and also is like an inspirational thing. It's you know on stage you're singing for your freedom type thing. It. Oh, think about that! If you could read it, you could gritty reboot that like almost like The Voice, except exactly you get your freedom yeah. at the end. It's not about being a rock star. It's just being about climbing your way out almost like the demolition or the the running man but you know what i mean singing yeah jesus that is an interesting take on our reality show life right now if you make it where it's a reality show if you're picked you're in but if you lose you're dead think about that jesus that's some crazy shit right there i like it rock and roll uh i'll be honest when you first started fucking talking i was like you're insane and now i'm on board I'm on board with it. Let's do it. Let's Nirvana. Canadian. But... Yeah. Let's. I. No one in Canada listens to us yet, but we're willing to make this deal happen. Uh, I like it. I like it. I thought today I kind of went through and it's so funny. There's so many things that we love about the 80s that have already been rebooted. We've discussed this already. Sure. We, yeah. We've talked about the, the Magnum P.I.s and the. The desperately trying to get Knight Rider rebooted 70 different times. A-team. A-team and all that stuff. So many things have been... Uh, but one thing that I was super into that hasn't been rebooted... I mean, let's face it. Even uh, Thundercats is rebooted. Yeah. Uh, Transformers has been rebooted. G.I. Joe has been rebooted. Bet I know what you're going to say. Go. I bet. Mask. Mobile Armor I Strike had... Command. Called it. I called it. Right here, right in the bottom of my list. Mask. <laughs> mask. Oh, I okay. think I think mask would be kind of funny. I I, I do. I, I and, and here's why. Um, one, you could sell some more goddamn toys, and they'd be even cooler this time around. But mask oh, was basically two warring uh, secret organizations. There was mask. Now, granted, we don't know where where did the money did Matt Tracker finance Matt this right but if you think about it it's a combination of trio joe and transformers yeah the the it's vehicles perfect. had secret weapons yeah uh, the guys had uh masks that did cool, cool, cool crazy things i loved masks i i think the you could totally do that yeah i think you could do this now of uh 
uh, shadow organizations fighting for fighting each other, and these. It doesn't have to be necessarily even vehicles anymore. It could be any of these are you, secret. Are you saying live action? Or are you saying animation? Either way, I, I think I could. I can almost see it be either way too. I I, I think you could make a live CG. action. Yeah, CG. Uh, so a bebop. <laughs> T-bot. T-bot. Yeah, that was T-bot. Stiletto. Uh Stiletto fire. Mask will so be right bad. back. Yeah, I love how in the 80s, by the way, the baddest things that we could think of were snake-based. Let's <laughs> call him Venom. It'll be great. Uh, we've got this uh, this this bad guy who's like imperialism. I think this I think this would be great. I think you I think you do this uh, too. the the whole uh, thing behind it is maybe uh, uh, Venom is this uh, mercenary thing that are that are pushing you know that they're 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 hidden they're secretive. It's almost like two spy agencies, you know, but that are not affiliated with a government, so to speak. I think you could really swing this as a spy agency against each other. I, I think of all the '80s properties that were big. To us, you know, the mm-hmm. Star Wars, He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Thundercats. This is the only one that's not been touched since, right. as far as I know. And Why not? It had a motorcycle that turned into a helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> a jet, that tra- a helicopter that turned into a jet, which today is, is just hilarious to me, but well, still cool. Yeah. It had, it had, a, it had a, uh, a Camaro with gullwing doors. Hey, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is the guy who we've got to get behind it. Here's how we do this. Mask is just Elon Musk uh, fighting against things. You actually you actually have it. I love it. I actually probably could find... I have the... I have Condor, the, the helicopter uh, motorcycle somewhere. Matt Tracker. What was the name of the car, though? Can you remember? What was the name of the car? Let's see if it says it on there somewhere. Just as it was Kenner, made in Hong Kong, doesn't say the name. Nice. I don't. I'm sure we could look it up. But. I'm, well, I'm sure we could, but we're dumb for not knowing. Uh, I never had that one. Tim Tim Ham, our good buddy, had that particular. Uh, thing. This was a gift from Matt Haney when he first moved to Arkansas. That he, even though I owned this at one point, of course I lost it. Then Matt Haney moved to Arkansas and gave me his. And yeah, I. Uh, um... I had so I had the the Ford Bronco with the turret in the back. Uh, Rhino was the Rhino, yeah. Rhino was the the semi. Yes, yes. Rhino was the semi. Um, by the way, if you just look up Matt Tracker, uh, you Dusty get, Baker, you get a. Uh, we're just looking up stuff now. Miles Mayhem. Um, yeah, yeah. It's. it's I love it. This is good stuff. I think Mask is ready for a deep uh, is ready for a, a reboot. I I think and it would be. Uh, it what would be was perfect. the name of the Asian co-pilot in the Rhino? Hondo, Hondo, isn't it? Hondo, Hondo, or something like that. Oh, but lifter, lifter, lifter. don't. It hurts to use the lifter. Bart. Thunder, Thunderhawk. By the way, is the name Thunder. of that thing. He went from Thunderhawk and Rhino in season one to Goliath one in season two now, do you remember in season i think it was season three where they kind of did a self-reboot where it no longer was them fighting each other on the streets but they then became a racing competitive yes. organization. 
That's what Goliath one was. Is the 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 Formula One race car? Which Formula One race car that turned into a jet fighter. Yes. <laughs> and remember, Miles Mayhem had a twin brother. Often had a twin brother. Yep. Just so dumb. So but I love. Dumb. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So let's get this. Let's get this. Let's get this done, guys. Oh yeah, and Matt Tracker's code name was Hunter. Remember how they had code names? Why did they need code names? Everyone referred to each other as their own name. That just doesn't make any damn sense. I'm sure at one point it was secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, okay, so want yeah. some of my more honorable mentions then? Yeah, 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 please. Well, sticking with the 80s theme, I thought Captain Planet might be due for a, a gritty reboot. Yeah. This time he's out to punish. Well, and especially with today's setting of recycling being so much more important and global warming and organizations not caring. Um, You could have a president be the villain. What? (laughs) Pretend that things don't exist. No, I like that. This is, yeah. I, uh, I think... I think Captain Planet is good. I like the idea of a punishing Captain Planet, not a remember everybody, you should recycle. More of like a you didn't recycle. Now I'm here. Yeah, no. to destroy you. You had toilet paper rolls in your garbage. <laughs> you can easily reuse those for crafts. I don't know. Uh what do you still have a mullet in your uh, in your gritty reboot, what what's the equivalent of a modern mullet? A fo- a faux hawk? Uh, yeah, faux hawk definitely. Um, man bun, man, man bun, man bun, man bun. Oh my god, oh my god, I love it. Captain Planet isn't summoned when you put your five thing rings together. He's summoned when you go into where he's working as a barista and tell him <laughs> something. <laughs> Right. Hey, Captain Planet. Oh, hey, Rob. Did you want your uh, kumbacha today? No, no. There's somebody's uh, dumping uh, oil into the the river. What? And then he's. By your powers combined, and backing by these sponsors. No, I love it. <laughs> yes. I love. I love that. That's a. That's a. I. I, I could see that. Um, I would like to see a gritty reboot of of maybe some of the more obscure uh, things from the 80s that I also enjoy, like Misfits of Science or something like that. Um, yeah. It's funny because I got my reboot of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, that was amazing. It's like literally everything that I've wanted to, to restart or reboot has happened for me. I mean, they, we've even got Star Trek Discovery and Jean-Luc Picard is coming back in a new show. These are all crazy. It's great. I even got a Man from Uncle reboot. Oh, I Spy. Except this time without a rapist. Let's re. Oh, we already yeah. rebooted that. Damn it. See, this did, is. Yes, they did. They yeah. did. That's right. With That's Eddie right. Murphy. With Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe an Inspector Gadget reboot in that, a cartoon form. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Make him a, a little more a little more serious. Uh huh. But he's still he's slapsticky. That that's the core of Inspector Gadget. He's a little slapsticky. But you just make him a little less zany, right? Level, and, a little less bumbling. It, yeah, more of a more of a what's the um, 
more Johnny English and less Inspector Clouseau. Is that what you're thinking? I, I would think that's exactly what that I would yeah. I would go with that totally. Oh my god! You realize they also did a reboot with Steve Carell of uh, Get Smart. There, it's like everything that you think of <laughs> has been rebooted. Nothing. We haven't seen a Gilligan's Island yet. Yeah, and maybe that's just because it's just too holy. It's just too pure and wonderful. I actually, you know what was the first thing that popped in my head when we first suggested this was Happy Days. A gritty reboot of like honest to God, that like popped Riverdale. my head like did you imagine doing a, a yeah. I I'm not saying I'd want it done, but I could see somebody up there going, you know what we need to do? The CW I, I, presents Happy Days. Uh, Fonz is a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> how would you how would you bring that up to today's standards? It's still set in the fifties, but like like the first season deals with racial tension in in Milwaukee. Well, also, but, Fonz is a womanizer. Do do you still have that? You'd... Well, no, that yeah, you don't. You well, yeah, in this Me Too culture, yeah, it would be great to actually see the uh, Pinky Tuscadero I mean, or whatever. Uh, take well, him to Fonz task. snaps his fingers and has a woman on each of his arms. I, I what? What if uh, Fon, no, What if the Fonz snaps his fingers and a woman and a man show up because he's pansexual? I mean, we don't know. We don't know. And by the I way, we like, should point out that we're fine with all of these choices. We're just talking about in today's uh, in today's age. How would you modernize that and make it acceptable? I'm Ex- saying it, it was acceptable then. I don't see how it could be now. I, right. Well, and the other thing about it is the. Happy Days was written about the 50s, right? So it's a little bit hard because sure. you you always have to have the sense of the 50s in there, right? So sort of sort of like um, our Mad Men. Right. A serious take. Do you do a serious take on Happy Days? Do you uh, make no. it where it's, it's no. not comedy at all? And yeah, yeah, it's just... Yeah, how about it? Yeah, how it's called Happy Days, but really what it's doing is peeling back the veil that we've created that the 50s were this perfect time in America. Yeah. They're not, in fact, happy. Uh, There's widespread uh, 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 misogyny, there's widespread uh, um, suppression. Uh, yes. of, of of a racial lot of different yeah and... racial tensions of I, I think that's the greedy reboot happy days as a uh, way of pointing out that there's never been a good time in America there's yes. never been a time in America that it was great for a lot of people to make I also would thought a, a Pokemon <laughs> greedy reboot would be... <laughs> talk about slavery I choose you <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking ridiculous. Oh jeez. Oh, um, gar- I thought of gargoyles was also on my list. Oh, gargoyles. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know what I actually thought of was uh, silverhawks. I love the silverhawks. That silver would be a good something. I- Here's why: because if you remember, like it sure. gets too caught up in the whole Thundercats uh, slideshow and the whole fact that it- they're they're birds. Yeah. But it was also it was a precinct of space police, and that's always a cool concept, in my opinion. Do you remember that? Because it, uh, it, Stargazer, that it I think was back to back. Yes, yeah. It was. It's sad that it was back to back with with Thundercats because the comparisons were uncanny. But as 
they kind of developed. They were their own thing, and they were fun. They yeah. were. I love the space cop aspect of it. Here's something that doesn't need any gritty added to it, but definitely needs to be rebooted, especially in the world that we have today. Max Headroom. Do you remember the Max Headroom quite, TV? It was kind of, yeah, it was kind of gritty. Anyway. It was already gritty, which is why I don't think you need to add any more grit to it. Yeah. Max Headroom, near future, run by corporations. A journalist mm-hmm. was your was your protagonist trying to show corporate greed and how the government didn't care about the average citizen in a society that had very, very disparate uh, class structure between. The I really and am the surprised he hasn't made a comeback in the last 20 years of, of even in a, in a kitsch commercial kind of way. Max why Hedrum. haven't we seen Max Hedrum pop yeah. up again? It's because it, it just looks antiquated. Now it looks like howdy doody. As far as I'm concerned, the CG is just but, not good. But that's, I mean, p- compare it to Pee Wee Herman. They're they're very yeah. similar in their yeah. they're making fun of themselves almost anyway. That right. why not have that? I think that would be hilarious to have all of a sudden another Coke commercial with Max Hedrum in it. Yeah, uh, Alf. Hmm. How about Alf for a gritty reboot? He's on the run. It's not about him just hanging out with a he's family. He's actually killing cats in this one. He's, <laughs> he's actually killing cats, but he's on the run. It's a it's a a, a, a defense department contractor breaks this alien out because he's the last survivor of his planet, and they're just constantly on the run while agents of the government are constantly trying to track and find him. Uh, to but you don't call it Alf; you call it Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ha! I kill me. Hell, but Max. He still's, he, uh, he still he still guest hosts the Tonight Show at least once. I mean, you can't you can't take that away. All right, Rob. I think it's time for for quick hits. Um, uh, let's let's do something. Let's do something a little bit different. What's something that's been grittily rebooted that we want to return back to ungrit? What do we want to ungrit? <laughs> That's that's a good question. Give me a second here. I'll go first. Um, the DC go. Cinematic Universe. A lot of it needs to be degridded. I I would agree. A lot of it does. I would love to have. I would love to have Superman versus Batman back, and just do a couple things slightly different on that. Yeah. Um. And and as well as Man of Steel. I. Man of Steel is a really missed opportunity. I think I think if you fix. If you fix BVS, Justice League fixes itself. Yeah. Um, because that's just, it's setting up Justice League to fail. Um, obviously, I, I there's very little I would change about Wonder Woman, uh, other than you know, the end villain being a little annoying. Yeah. I'm... Uh, I think we could redo... I think I would love to have uh, redo the redo of G.I. Joe. I would love to redo the redo of G.I. Joe. I don't think that's a gritty issue, um, although I think it's more complicated than it needs to be issue. You know what I mean? Did you, did you hear the rumor about Bumblebee that they might be setting up to have the same universe as G.I. Joe, that there might be something in there at I some point? I heard that, and it's long been a thing where they go back and forth with that. The comics obviously had done it several different times. I think there's even cartoon precedent for it. Um, oh, yeah. 
but and it's, they, they had the same writers. Yeah. That there's it's just hilarious the idea that you would think that those two big things would happen at the same. Like imagine living in the shitty world you would live in if you not only had the Autobots and Decepticons fighting each other, but GI Joe and Cobra constantly fighting each other. What kind of shitty planet would that be? Also, I'd like to do a movie that explores where Cobra gets its funding. Cobra Law. <laughs> Cobra uh, You know, I still don't know what I would unreboot. Um, I would also unreboot uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I, I, I liked the reboot of Tron. I was very happy with that, actually. Yeah. I'm sad that it didn't. Take... Is that a reboot or is it a continuation? It's probably both. I, I mean, yes, it's a continuation, but they obviously shinied it up and wanted to make it into a future franchise. Uh, the cartoons were really good yeah. based upon the, the reboot. Uh-huh. I, I, it, it's a sequel, but I still feel like when you come to it so much later. Yeah. It kind of feels like a reboot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't I can't think of I can oh. think of a couple really like I love this the He Man reboot a couple of years ago I I like the Thundercats reboot uh, a couple I did years too ago. I liked it a lot I think I there's some fun- what's that there's a new one out where the Thundercats are super comedic and kind of drawn like Steven Universe Oh have I you seen that I didn't know I have not seen that Yeah I, it's I it's a third un- re- I would un- third I would unboot that then. I would unboot that. If it's I've just heard like, it's very funny. But is it called just Snarf not. and Friends, for God's sakes? I don't that's know. that's what it feels like it would be called. I have not seen it. Um, I would uh, I, I would try to fix the RoboCop reboot. I think that does deserve... Uh... Did you watch it? Did you I watch watched it? it, and it just... It lacks, it lacks something, and I think they missed the mark on it. Um, I've got one I don't want. I don't really care for what I'm seeing for this new Robin Hood movie. Yeah, Robin Hood's been redone a couple of different times, and sometimes it's just absolutely terrible. And that also means that the actor who's playing Robin Hood's now got to be Superman's dad in some movie. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! <sighs> yeah, and tell him not to save him. <laughs> <sighs> Hold on a minute, I'm not done yet. <sighs> oh, I would reboot the entire. Uh, DC Universe also and changed the name of Martha Wayne. <clears throat> that's that's where I would <laughs> hang my hat on that. It, she'd be Jane Wayne. All right. Uh, well, Rob, uh, there were no real winners and there were no lo- real losers in this uh, particular podcast, except for the audience, who I think lost a good for and, and Captain Planet. I think Captain Planet. Yeah, Got the man, he, he man lost. Ben. Oh man. Kumbacha planet. Oh God. Um, maybe we should ask if our listeners, if they have any questions, we would love to have their opinion on some ideas. Sure. They can email us at right. And Rob, that's R I G H T A N D R O B B. The extra B is for extra boisterous, right. And Rob at gmail.com. You can email us. If you have uh, a gritty reboot that you want to throw in there, if you have a gritty unboot that you are a degrit unboot that you'd like to throw in there, uh, we'd love to hear from that. And we'll talk about it on a future episode as well. 
Uh, Rob, I'm Monty, and I am a gritty reboot of myself. And I'm Rob, and the extra B doesn't stand for ball. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Just so dumb.